0: Matthew chapter 9 verse 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages. Teaching in their synagogues. Proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. And healing. Everybody say healing. Every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds. He had compassion on them. Because they were harassed and helpless. Like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the, his harvest field. Let's pray. Father, we love you and thank you so much tonight. That by your grace, we, we sit here before you in this place of worship. and We ask you, O oh Lord, that your Holy Spirit will continue to have full control in this place. I yield myself to you and ask you, Lord, use my life and my voice to communicate to us as your church. We love you, Lord, and praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have really seen a lot of good things happening. The Asian invasion last year was uh, really God's timing. And uh, I thank God that some of you were able to come and those that didn't were able to pray and keep us in prayer uh, and it impacted the lives of the people there. They had been hungry for, to see you guys for a long time now. But what it did was it began to give us a snowball effect in that the Spirit of God has been really moving mightily in our ministry out there. And so uh, I thank God for that. The prayer and the intercession is very key to that as well. In that right before the invasion, we really began to have a, a really strong intercessory prayer team there in our church. As well as we had a couple of intercessory teams over here in the states that are also continuously to pray, continuing to pray for the ministry there in Asia. And I believe all of that has brought the result of what we see now is how God's spirit is really giving people uh, a, a, a fresh fire. We're seeing many baptisms of the Holy Spirit like in the day of Pentecost take place and a lot of them don't know what's happening I mean some of us we kind of know we've heard about the baptism of the spirit they're just kind of learning this stuff but you know they're just experiencing it first then we got to come in and kind of explain what happened so it's it's wonderful it's wonderful to see how it's happening without even them knowing it's happening amen they're just open and hungry for the moving of the Holy Spirit so Continue to pray for us amen in that you know through every breakthrough how many know there was battles prior to that there's going to be battles through it and there's always battles after it how many can say amen but we know that the battles are all in the process of what God is doing inside of the ministry in the heart of the ministry and I pray that tonight I can kind of share that with you in that here we read from Matthew chapter 9. And we read a portion there that's familiar for most of us. In fact, I was almost kind of like wrestling with God. No, I don't want to share that verse, Lord. I've been, you know, I've shared that before. They, they expect that kind of a message. Hello, somebody. But how many know, you know, we got to really finally just give in to God and let God have his way. But as I was reading that and wrestling with God and saying, no, Lord, no, Lord, what stood out to me here right now was is as we were reading it, Right now, and I'm letting the Holy Spirit lead me right now. Was that gee, the Bible says when he saw the crowds? You see, I've read over that many a times, but it never really impacted me because isn't it obvious that when he was surrounded by crowds of people, he already saw all the people? So, why is it so specific that right here at this very moment, As he was moving in the ministry and healing and and delivering and and moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit was flowing through him in his ministry. All of a sudden it it takes mention and it says there that he saw the crowds. It was like an instant lights, the lights came on. It didn't, I mean obviously anybody, when you begin to be uh, surrounded by a crowd of people, you know they're there already. You know they're there, and it's obvious they're there. But at this instant, the Word of God is very specific, and at this moment, Christ saw the crowds. So if you probably dig a little deeper into the, 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 the phrase there, how we saw the crowds, it was like an instant lights coming on inside the room. It was like a revelation. When you, like sometimes when you're reading the Word of God, and you get a ream of word, a word that just kind of jumps out at you. You've read over it like a thousand of times, but all of a sudden, bam, there it is. The lights are on. And all of a sudden, God is really starting to show you something, a spiritual insight you never saw before. You see, because sometimes our Christianity can become so ritualistic, in a sense. Sometimes even our devotional life of reading the Bible can become ritualistic. Because trust me, I've been serving God for, I think it's 19 years or so, since 1996. When I graduated in 95, I was in the home, I got saved. And trust me, I read the Bible many times over, just when I was in the home alone. Hello, somebody. Because when I was in the home, if we didn't have work, we was in the sanctuary all day reading the Bible. That's it. We couldn't even go to the restroom without permission, praise the Lord. Now... So I've read and read and read the Bible a lot, but there's still times when God's spirit is just right there with me and I'm really getting some revelation from God and God shows me something like this that I never saw before. And that's what I want us to understand that, that maybe some of us right now, we're going to church and we're like robots in Christianity. We're going to church and we're, we're hanging out. We're having good fellowship. We have great friends and all that, but I feel the spirit of the Lord is telling us tonight that, listen, Victory Outreach, Heart of the Bay... God wants us to really begin to wake up in the spirit and align yourself because I think God is going to do a fresh and a new thing right here in the church. And it's not going to be a natural move. It's not going to be some big-name preacher coming in and and giving you a a wonderful sermon or or a a very good Hebrew text type of sermon. How many know you get a lot of those? But how many know that it's going to be the Holy Spirit showing up and saying, here I am, Victory Outreach. Come on, invite me to church. Invite my presence to be with you in church. Jesus saw the crowds. He saw and it it just the lights came on and what happened right there was the Bible says he was filled with compassion you see when you're flowing in the Holy Spirit's ministry when you're flowing in the in the gifts of the moving of the gifts of the Holy Spirit what happens is you start to have that compassion you see my I learned many years ago that if you're not winning souls you're actually dying internally If you're not sharing your faith, what happens is your faith begins to grow cold. How many know what I'm talking about? If you're not winning, you're dying. And the same thing is, is when we go to church, if we're not really truly seeking out the face of God and truly seeking out a touch from God and and coming and having a divine appointment with God, then what happens is, is that we will have a, a dry Christian walk at that time. How many know what I'm talking about? And we'll be walking and going through the motions, but, all of, but we're not really seeing the need. We're not being moved by the need. We, we know the need is there. We walk by the homeless drug addict on the street. We walk by the prostitutes when we see them out there in the middle of the night. We go by the beer houses, and we go by these places. We see the need, but we're not actually seeing the need. How many know there's a difference? It's right there. Jesus knew the crowd was there, but all of a sudden, Bam. He saw the crowd. Huh. Come on now, Holy Spirit, man. You see, we're we got to realize that there's a warfare taking place against the body of Christ right now. We know that the world we live in is going very fast down the drain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's happening. And what's happening is, is the enemy is always sending his, 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 his demons, his spiritual forces to come and cause the church to be insensitive or not to truly see the need. How many can say amen? Why? Because many believers probably get so wrapped up in what's going on in their daily life. How many know work can be occupying? Yes, Amen. How many know that your daily life can become very distracting from truly, really walking and meditating upon the word of God or actually praying without ceasing? How many can say amen? It can happen. It happens. And sometimes they, became, they begin to be tools that the, the, that the enemy will use to desensitize us. We go to church, we pay our tithes, we're giving even some of you probably 20, 30%, going above and beyond the call of duty. God bless you. But, you know, there, there's, there's just something that feels like, man, is something not happening here? I've been there. Oh, man, it's quiet in here. Praise the Lord. Let me go back to my sermon here. this is the same thing when, when the Bible says that Jesus was, was, was moved with compassion he saw the crowd then he was filled with compassion because he said they are like sheep without a shepherd if you look at Numbers this is the same context that we see Numbers 27 verse 18 to 20 says take Joshua the Lord said to Moses take Joshua son of Nun and a man in whom is the spirit And lay your hand on him, have him stand before Eliezer, the priest, and the entire assembly, commission him in their presence, give him some of of your authority, so the whole Israelite community will obey him. Previously, before that, you see that Moses was was calling upon God, and he was worried and concerned because why? The, The house of Israel will be sheep without a shepherd. Sheep without a leader. And that's what I really want us to understand is I want to try to transmit to you tonight the heart of a shepherd. Because when we talk about taking the world and and sharing the gospel in the inner cities of the world, you got to trust me and believe this. The only thing that's really going to impact countries, especially there in Asia, when you go across the borders to countries that barely speak English, that that have culture and and so many things that are hard for us to really get a hold of right away, the only thing that's really going to make a difference is genuine, sincere, heartfelt compassion. And that's why God is using Victory Outreach in world shaking ministry. Going to cities that are not open for the gospel but yet we have a ministry that is being invited to come and to help with the drug addicts and the prostitutes and those issues that are in that country. We're being invited. In fact, they're even saying, listen, we will work with you even though we are not Christians, even though we do, we hate Christians, even though it doesn't matter. Listen, you know why? Because God is raising up the foolish things of the world. They will begin to have a heart of compassion that we will know and see the need. You know, when I was in Korea, I I went and I was with some believers there and I asked them, I said, where do you, is there any drug addicts in this country? And they didn't even know if there was drug addicts there. They were Christians, spirit filled believers. Hello. But the problem was is because they did not see the need. They didn't see the knee because their, their revelation was not there of God. And all I had to do was say, where are they at? Where do you think they're at? So they took us downtown and they showed us a spot. And right away, how many know that right away I started to shout out the meth addicts all over the place. Hello, somebody. Takes one to no one. Hello, somebody. But it wasn't only that. That's the anointing that God has given to us as a ministry to go to places To go to these cities and cross cultural barriers, to cross cultural uh, hindrances that the enemy has already set up for the gospel not to be preached. In China, it's not allowed to bring Bibles into that country anymore again. But how many know that we become the Bibles when we begin to say, you know what, Lord, here we are. China is calling out and saying we need victory outreach to come and to give us the gospel if that's what it's going to take to help the drug addicts here. But it's only going to happen is if we as victory outreach will guard the compassion that we have for souls. Guard our hearts from becoming desensitized to the need. And this only happens, my friend, when we will have the spirit of God within us. The Bible told Moses, separate Joshua because he has the spirit in him. Some translations say even the spirit of leadership. You see, where are the leaders? You see, the kind of leaders we're talking about here is shepherd leaders. Leaders that are shepherds, not leaders that'll just, you know, go ahead and do the tasks that are required of them in the work of the ministry, but shepherd leaders are the ones that smell like sheep. Shepherd leaders are the ones that actually get down. And you know what? When somebody is, is down on the curb, and you know what, one of our brothers and sisters is becoming a casualty of war, and we see that they're not here tonight, then we're taking it personal that the enemy is trying to steal one of the sheep of this house. And that's where the shepherd leaders say, you know what? I'm not focused on everything else. I notice that so and so's not here, so and so's not here, and hey man, I'm not gonna say, you know what, I'm gonna wait for the follow-up ministry to do it. No, I am the follow up minister because I'm a shepherd of the living God that's the kind of compassion that we all as believers need to have for one another when somebody does fall into temptation and sin do we kick them to the curb do we throw judgment on them Yes, we're supposed to tell them, hey, you know, hey, that's not right, bro, your sister. But how do we tell it? How do we bring it forth to them? How do we present it to them? Do we bring it to them in a judgmental way or do we bring it in a shepherding way? Genuine concern crosses all barriers. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. Love overcomes all things. And that's a shepherd that we need. We need to have that spirit of a shepherd. Every single believer, I believe, should really pray and seek God. Hey, I need to have that genuine heart of a shepherd. You know why? Here in the Bible, this was only a call to shepherd the nation of Israel. So there was only really one need for one leader at the time. But now we're talking about worldwide evangelism. Now we're talking about reaching the inner cities of the world. So there is not going to, it's not going to be possible with one shepherd. It's only going to be possible when the church, you and I, Really begin to have the heart of compassion. Sure, we see the need, but are we actually experiencing that oversight of what all of the busyness of life and we're actually seeing the need with compassion in our heart and a a burden and a fire in our bones saying, You know what? I got to speak the word of God. I got to speak the word of comfort. I got to let the Holy Spirit say what He's got to say. And that's what I'm here tonight to tell the church. Come on, listen, the Spirit of God is saying, Victory outreach, heart of the bay. You have an anointing, you have a mantle upon the this church and church listen don't get caught up being all caught up but listen yes it's time to win souls and to grow the church but it ain't all about that it's about souls it's about the sheep that are wandering astray out there in the cities of Hayward. It's about the sheep that are wandering astray that used to be in this place but are no longer here. You know their number. You know where they're at. We gotta get out there and we need to go ahead and go to where they're at. Don't wait for them to come back to church and say, oh, well, you know, they gotta go in the wilderness. No. You go out there in the wilderness and you start finding them. You go out there and you really start saying, you know what? I'm here and that's the kind of love God has given for me. Hey, I'm gonna knock on your door every day until you finally wake up and realize realize that we love you I was so blessed man by a testimony of one of the young ladies that took us out the other night she said you know this person would not give up on me man they would just be on me all the time and all the time and that's why I'm still here today that's a shepherding heart can I get an amen tonight There's a need for the Lord to raise up, not just just a shepherd, but there's a need for the Lord to raise up a multitude of shepherds. You see, we all have the same Spirit of God. And shepherding is not possible without the Spirit in your life. Trust me. That's when leaders get burnt out. That's when leaders get frustrated with the sheep. They get so mad at and bitter at the sheep sometimes. Trust me, I know. Sometimes you want to just get all up in the flesh with the sheep. Praise the Lord. Sometimes I'm not prayed up. Sometimes the spirit is not in the building. Hello, somebody. And that's when I, that's when I really start warring with the enemy. And the enemy just just, hey, just give up, man. They're not worth it. Throw in the towel. You know, they don't, they're not going to get it. They just keep using you and abusing you and they don't really understand what the price you're paying. But then I get in my prayer closet and I say, oh God, forgive me. I'm in sin. I'm the one that should be actually shepherding them. Hello. Pastor Steve always said this. Sheep are dumb, but they teach me a lot. Everybody say bye. We are facing a new generation raising up also in the world around us. The people and the challenges we're dealing with are very different in today's generation. The generation we're, do, we're faced with now and that's why God has given our founders a, a, a wonderful insight right now. That listen, it's not about you or me, it's not about my work or what I'm doing, it's about us working side by side, doing whatever we can, because how many know the new generation is not impressed by gifts or talents so much anymore, like in the old days, hello somebody. When you used to have revival services, the houses used to get packed out, but nowadays the new generation, they're like, nah man, we've seen all that, we've been there and done that, and you know, that's kind of not, that's lame. You know what they want to see? They want to see people who are willing to come down to where they're at and to continue to love them one on one. You see, event evangelism is great, and we need that. But you know what? What's going to really make a difference is when you and I live a lifestyle evangelism, a shepherding evangelism, a kind of evangelism that comes and says, you know what, you got, a, you got a little problem? Hey, let me pray for you. Don't ever allow yourself to say, you know what, I'll pray for you. But don't pray for them. You sit down, you stop right there, and you begin to lay hands on them, and you pray for them right there on the spot. Don't even allow them to say, well, you know, I'm kind of busy. You say, uh, just give me one minute of your time. You know, right now, I need to pray for you because God has called me to be a shepherd leader. How many know you can be a little rude? It's a good rude. In the end, of, after the prayer, they're going to be grateful. But in the beginning, they'll be like, no, nah, no, nah, it's okay. Later, later, just pray for me later. But once you pray for them, then they're going to be all, oh, thank you very much. Then they're going to be grateful for it. How many know? Because that's the enemy working, trying to say, you know what? Hey, no, don't let them pray for you. Don't let the Spirit of God come in. Don't go to church early for prayer. Don't go to church and, and pray and get in the Spirit before you worship God. Just go 10 minutes late, 15 minutes late, 20 minutes late. Go right, before the, right after the offering. Everybody knows what time offering is. Everybody knows that the, the preaching will start you know so and so time come on I have those church members too amen but then what we're doing is we're not really inviting the spirit to take over the calling of Joshua was one of both military and shepherding you see that's what the Lord is looking for in these last days disciples that we need to become how many can say amen It ain't about all the, you know, I can sing the best. I can preach the hardest. I can shout the loudest. It ain't about all how well you dress, what car you drive. It ain't about all that. How many can say amen? You can be on two feet and be a soul winner for Jesus. How many know Jesus didn't have a car? He didn't even have a chariot. He didn't even have a cart taking him around. He was a shepherd leader, and he said, you know, nah, I'm going to go, and from town to town, I'm going to walk. I'm going to go, and I, you know, that's the kind of person I am, even though the Philippines is hot. I'd rather probably walk than I get on a jeepney. And yeah, it's hot, sunny, and I get burned red. Hello, somebody. I'm a red-skinned Indian, you know. Come home all red and burning. My wife's saw, oh, you got to cover up. But I know that, hey, this is where I got to be on the streets. There there might be that divine appointment. That somebody might be driving by and they might be going through it and they're going to see my face and they're going to say, oh man, I got to go to Victory Outreach. God is calling us to be a cross-cultural ministry. And I believe right now that we're going through a process of preparation. God has given wisdom and insight to Pastor Sonny. And where he's taking and trying to transmit to the elders and to the multi-regionals. And and even right now, Victory Outreach is starting to say, you know what, there's a new generation right now. We can't do this the same way we were doing it last 10 years ago. He's saying right now, that, you know, God has given us a, 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 some wisdom here, and it's time that we start to set up and give some ministry to some multi-regionals because why, there's a need for more shepherd leaders to take place in this ministry. If we're going to start really seeing continents and, and cities opened up, and if you're going to see God begin to say, you know what, get yourself a passport because God is going to give you a city across the seas, hello somebody, and if that's going to happen, truly happen, you got to prepare your heart now, and your heart needs to be free from all of the worries of life and the struggles of life you gotta grow up and mature in your faith how many can say amen because how many know it takes faith to go ahead and answer the call of God and right now if you can't answer the call of God right here in your own city then my friend you ain't gonna be able to do it anywhere else If you can't support United We Can and continue to sow your seed by faith here, guess what? When you go and answer the call of God, you're going to have to go through seasons when you ain't got no money, but you're going to still have to have faith and joy in your heart and have the the salvation in your life. You're going to still have to preach faith, share faith, talk about faith, even though you ain't got two cents to rub together. How many can say praise the Lord? Because that's what God has called us to do. And the Bible says, silver and gold have I none, but what I have, I'm a shepherd leader. I give you love, I give you respect, I give you compassion I give you love, my heart, and that's what I'm going to give you I'm going to give you blood, sweat, and tears It doesn't matter what i got to give Hey, how many can say praise the Lord tonight? we got to understand Shepherd leaders are called to sacrifice We're not called to go ahead and grow our own kingdoms Hello, it's not about you, it's not about me It doesn't matter who does the job As long as the job gets done and we need to roll up our sleeves because listen, the enemy's trying to cause a, a sleep over the churches all over the world right now. He's trying to cause a little bit of a slumber. But my God says, No, in the last days I'm going to pour out my spirit. And my spirit's going to be poured out on all men. Did he say just the pastors? No. Did he say my spirit's going to be just on the leaders? No. He said, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all men. And how is that going to happen? If my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then will I hear their cry and I will heal the land. That's when the spirit of God is going to pour out upon this place and you're going to see arrows launched out for the honor and glory of God. The money is not going to be an issue. Finance is not going to be an issue. All of that is not going to be an issue because how many know God owns all things and God will take care of all our needs as long as we continue to roll up our sleeves as long as we continue to answer the call to pay our tithes and our offerings and our pledges and continue to do, how many know every seed you sow is not in vain? We're missing a little bit of that missionary call because the truth is there's not like before. The last generation knew it was missionaries going out all day, all the time. Can I tell it like it is? It's not your fault, not my fault. It's just a new generation. And through every generational gap, there's a process. And I'm excited because this new generation, we're going to see the Elijahs and Elishas raise up. How many can say amen? You see, what we've got to understand is let's really see the crowd. Let's really see the truth. The truth is as long as we focus our hearts to become shepherd leaders and we begin to own the, fa- the ministry of team concept then what we're going to see is that there's going to be a blessing in the numbers of unity you see we got to understand that the mantle that was passed from Elijah to from Elijah to Elisha was a double portion how many know what I'm talking about tonight he said let me have a double portion of your anointing And the man of God said, well, that's not up to me. It's up to God. How many know God is the one that separates those of us that are called according to his purpose? How many know that with that calling, though, comes a great responsibility? A responsibility to answer the call. A responsibility to go through the process of preparation for the call. Elisha had to go through all of that. So God gave him the double portion, and how many know the Bible says that there was twice as many miracles performed through his ministry than his disciples, and that's what Pastor Sonny's trying to do. He's working real hard to position our ministry so that we can begin to receive twice as many miracles in the latter days in Victory Outreach International. Oh, you don't get that right there. He's trying to prepare us as leaders, as ministries, strengthening the stakes, hello somebody, so that when the growth comes, we can sustain the growth. How many know God cannot grow the church unless we're ready for it, unless we're ready to shepherd the people? Sunday morning, this place could be fully packed out. But unless we're ready to shepherd those new souls, then my friend, then we're going to lose them. And God is more concerned with their salvation. And God is not going to bless us with new souls until we're ready to love them and care for them and shepherd them. So how many say tonight, I want to be a shepherd leader. I want to get ready to shepherd those people because I want to see more souls saved. I want to see a double portion of those miracles since 1967. Look what the Lord has done. But hello, somebody. It's a new generation. God wants to raise up, and the new generation is hungry for that double portion. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry for it. I'm not satisfied. I'm not, I want more of God. I want more of whatever he has for me. I know he's not done with me. He's just beginning. How many could say God wants to give us a double portion Come on, tell your neighbor, God wants to give us a double portion. You see, the team concept is very very simple, this. And this has got to be really for our churches here in the States. Because right now, we're seeing it happening there. One church, many locations. But when the church that's in the city next to you is struggling and hurting... Are you filled with compassion and the burden to pray for them? To step in and say, you know, hey, what can I do to help? Or is it all about the heart of the bay? Pastor Sunny's telling us, no, it's about building a base that you can go ahead and affect. That means that every ministry is connected. Every victory outreach should be connected. How many can say amen? When one of us is hurting, all of us is hurting. How many know we don't go down like that? But is that really where we're at right now? Is that truly where our heart is right now? Because I know some churches in the states right now that are are struggling, that are wrestling, that are hurting, and they're really fighting. I know some pastors, man, I got so much respect for them. Even though I'm in the mission field, I'm living what God called me. I'm happy there, but I see some pastors that have been in this longer than I have, and they're fighting, and they're wrestling, and my heart goes out to them. I, I, I pray for them every single day, and my compassion is like, man, I wish I could send them soldiers from the Philippines. I wish I could go ahead and give them some of my people because, hey, that's what it's all about. When one is hurting, and all is hurting. I take it personal when one of our churches is hurting. I take it personal when one of you is missing in action. I take it personal when I come back one year and, and I don't see somebody's face that I, that I saw last year. I take it personal. You know what I do? I say, you know what? No, I'm going to go ahead and know that this fight is not just in the flesh, but this fight is in the Holy Spirit. Are we ready to war in the spirit? Are we ready to war in the spirit? Because the double portion is not coming until we're in the spirit. Until we're a praying church. God wants to give some of you guys. He said, I'll pour out my spirit upon all. Upon all. You can be, have a PhD and all that. But unless you have theology on your knees. You ain't going to make it. And I don't want that for you. We don't want that for you. It's time for us to really stir up that hunger for the Spirit of God. And I'm seeing God. I mean, we're, we're having testimonies of deaf people hearing. People who are having hip problems getting touched by God. We're talking about physical evidences that the Spirit of God is moving. How many say you want that? How many want hungry for that? You got to be hungry for it. You got to be hungry for it. Church ain't about nothing else except to glorify God and worship God. That's what we're called to do. We're called to worship. Come on, AJ. See, the thing about Joshua was he was a man in whom the spirit was in. And number two, he was also commissioned and given the authority. You know, Jesus, when he gave us the great commission, he said this, he said, all authority has been given unto me. I now give it to you. But how does that authority come to you and I? the Holy Spirit. If we're not really drinking from the Spirit, if we're not living in the Spirit, if we're not walking in the Spirit, if we're not soaking in the Spirit, then my friend, then we're not having no authority in the Spirit of God. We might be praying for certain things, but those prayers are not affecting anything. Why? Because our prayers are full of self. Maybe our prayers are, are, we don't have no form of prayer when it comes to worship. We don't have no form. That's what prayer really should be, the essence of worship. The essence of coming before a holy God and saying, God, we're not worthy. Thank you, God, that we're here today, but you know, God, without you, I would not be standing here today. Without you, my God, I would not be who I am today. My God, you are holy, you are righteous, you are awesome, you are powerful, and by the breath of your hand, by the move of your hand, God can raise the dead from the, hello, somebody. That's what real worship is. That's what real prayer is. That's the kind of prayer I want you and I to get tonight. Are you ready? Are you hungry? If you're not, then I want to pray for you tonight. You see, we're going through a time of lengthening our cords, strengthening our stakes, because the growth is going to come. The souls are coming. He's the Lord of the harvest. He's the Lord of the harvest. Every head bowed and every eye closed tonight. Thank you for giving me so much time. And I hope and pray the Holy Spirit will have his way tonight in your life. You see, Paul even said in 1 Corinthians 9, I become all things to all men so that they might be saved. Sometimes we're so stuck in our own ways that we're not willing to become all things to all men. I am who I am, and nobody can change me. Then that is not the heart of a shepherd. Paul had the heart of a shepherd, the spirit of a shepherd. He said, Whatever I got to do to win souls, I'm going to do it. Whatever change I have to make for the sake of the gospel. If every and every eye closed tonight, I want to ask you if you want that hunger in your heart, if you want that hunger in your life, and you say, I'm growing weary and my spirit needs a a, a fresh anointing. I want that mantle to be upon my life, that double portion. So that I can be a channel of God's blessing, a shepherd heart, a shepherd, the spirit of a shepherd. If that's you here today, I want you to stand on your feet right where you're at and say, I'm sorry, Lord, maybe I've made it about everything else, but it's all about you.